0: pulls a flashpoint, and goes back in time, and we end up connecting Justice League Batfleck with Robert Pattinson's The Batman that's being developed right now. Darkseid wins, Earth destroyed, but like the team
1: grows. Justice League 2 will be a team up between the Green Lantern Corps, the Justice League, battling Darkseid, and his army of handsome, handsome aliens.
2: Welcome back to New Rockstars, this is Rogue Theory, and folks, the Justice League Snyder Cut is real! Darkseid's coming, and that might even open a boom tube to a Justice League sequel, even if it takes another hashtag movement to get what we want. I'm Eric Voss going rogue remotely with me today are Sam Basher. Hello. Hello, welcome back. Tommy Bechtold. Thrilled to be here. <laughs> I believe you, I think. And Offscreen Producer Zach Huddleston, welcome back. Papa Voss, I crack a bang energy in your honor. Yeah. (laughs) You have to finish that by the end of the episode. We'll know. Well, it's helped by your pupil dilation. All right. On this episode, we are talking about our friendly neighborhood Snyder, man. Oscar producer Zach, you wrote that pun, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Zach Snyder confirmed last week that HBO Max will release his recut of Justice League, and it's coming in 2021. And it sounds like Snyder's vision might be structured as like a six-episode miniseries. I actually went into what those episodes might be in yesterday's video. Go check it out if you haven't already. But here, let's discuss the way the Snyder Cut plays. Plan to set up the DCEU. So there was this alternate ending of Steppenwolf's severed head rolling to the feet of Darkseid. There were these rumors of that cryptic nightmare sequence from Batman v Superman getting more of a focus with that dark injustice Superman. And there was a rumor of like a possible Green Lantern Corps post credit scene. Now, there currently aren't plans for a Justice League sequel beyond this Snyder Cut on HBO Max. But if this series is a huge hit, yeah, that could definitely be enough for these loose ends to reawaken Snyder's whole vision for the DCU and Justice League 2 so I want you guys to pitch me what Snyder's Justice League 2 could look like
0: all right I'll go first and I'm very excited because I've kind of had to co-opt uh, a pitch that I've had for a while now for <laughs> <All of> DCU. <laughs> yes. I think it will work here pretty well so now one of the rumors that has been circulating that uh, that we were supposed to see the death of a certain Batman At the end of Justice League 2, which is crazy. It's bonkers. I don't know how that would have all fit. Maybe they would have done something uh, Grant Morrison-y from the comics. But that doesn't matter right now. I also want to touch upon uh, the time travel Easter egg that we got from the first film that didn't pay off in Justice League whatsoever as far as i could tell so my pitch is that in an extended justice league 2 building off of what could be in the snyder cut we see bruce die and barry's destroyed it's his best buddy bruce he's the first person to ever talk to him about uh having superpowers this means a lot to him so he pulls a flashpoint and goes back in time and we end up connecting justice league batfleck who is now out of a contract doesn't want to do batman anymore with Robert Pattinson's The Batman that's being developed right Whoa, now. So Barry starts talking to Batman. We don't even really need to acknowledge the fact that those are two different people right now. It's just a younger Bruce. And I think a way to kind of connect it a little bit is that we use Robert Pattinson, proud of that name, we, we take him from the past to the future and use this younger, more youthful, more inexperienced Batman to have a more creative solution to dealing with this alien threat and uh, so at the end of the movie, he survives. He's able to learn from what his predecessor did. We were like, hey, we don't kill people. That's not what Batmans do. That's not what we're all about. And we see uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman go back uh, to his uh, present day with the knowledge of, like, Dark Side. And I also want to throw out there we should deal with the nightmare future vision that the other bat flag had so maybe that's what's going on right now but now robert Pattinson, uh, pattinson's batman has seen this and at a younger age decides to look out for metahumans for supermans and uh, other superpowered superheroes to bring together and form the justice league at an earlier date while also using the cast that we already have that is signed on the people that uh, the the kid the, the uh, cast that people already like so we have uh, like ray Fisher's cyborg we have jason momoa's aquaman we have gal gadot's Uh, Wonder Woman and and even more and I think this could in a way fix some of the problems with Batman v Superman and the other Justice League film without deleting them because they were still important to getting to this point but we're able to tell a new fresh story with a with the same Justice League basically but with a I I don't want to say optimistic because I feel like that was a naughty word for the DCEU but with a different tone uh and also this is a way to do flashpoint without totally nuking barry's character because i know he goes back in time to save his mom but by doing that he like creates world war three and almost kills billions and trillions of people all across the universe so in this case he just saves batman and then puts him right back and we never have to deal with any time travel ramifications
2: i love it sam can i ask a clarifying question if yes. i may uh are you saying that um through the uh, like a flashpoint type Style event. Robert Pattinson is like an alternate past, like alternate timeline version of uh, Batfleck, or is like Robert Pattinson just what uh, Ben Affleck looks like when he was like twenty years younger.
0: I, I like the idea that this is just what Bruce Wayne looks like now after like the Joker or the death of Robin or something. And like I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like when it comes to Flashpoint, like we could kind of explore the Speed Force, we could explore time travel, and without nuking Barry's character look we can set up Wally West if we want to for future movies but let's not totally ruin Barry Allen's The Flash
2: I agree uh I love that idea Sam and I love I I think that to me is the big unanswered question from Snyder's DCU is just that that time vortex sequence like if you could just give me something to like rationalize that or make it more complicated I I still as, as much of the mixed feelings I have about some of those movies, that's one where I'm like, ooh, give me more of that time vortex shit. Sam, I'm gonna award you two Rogie Sparkle Bucks wow. for your theory. Wow. Oh wow, thank you. It looks like it's coming out over here. What do we have?
0: Oh look, it's a unicorn USB. Light. Oh, nice. Wow, where did that come from? That's, awesome. that's pretty nice. Oh wait, we have another one coming in. Let's do this Ikea uh hourglass <laughs> oh, you see this when you're walking I've, around i've definitely
2: store. passed by dozens of those in the lower levels as i'm just getting <laughs> the hell out of there
0: man i miss ikea so bad i can't wait to go back what's
3: the swedish word for hourglass
0: porting uh, thank you for the assist <laughs> <Ferdy-ferdy>. <laughs>
1: uh all right who's next i'll go next i'll go next believe all the right. hype unlike kermit the frog Justice League Part 2, it's going to be easy being green, all right? Listen to me. It's all about those goddamn lanterns, baby. Green lantern. The scene is set. First of all, Zack Snyder has mentioned recently that there is a cameo in his cut of Justice League that would bring a familiar face back to the DC Cinematic Universe. Uh, Who liked that tweet? None other than Mr. Ryan Reynolds, Hal Jordan himself. So, I've connected the dots, and I believe that there will be a post-credit scene, don't laugh at me, I'm going somewhere here, featuring Hal Jordan, maybe some other Green Lantern Corps members as well, uh, setting a stage for a galactic, an intergalactic space battle. At the beginning of Justice League Two, that will then make its way to Earth and fight the. Then it'll be a team up between the Justice League and the Green Lantern Corps. Why do I think this is going to happen? Because a little birdie told me on the internet that Kevin Feige is having trouble. Getting the Deadpool three movie off the ground because he's not an individual fan of the character was as it was not a Marvel Studios homegrown product. So that movie is currently stalled. Rob Liefeld says it's never going to be made. Now he's said insane things on the internet before and also doesn't have feet (laughs) or hands. So can you trust him? I don't know. I don't know if you could trust him. But to me, the seeds have been planted. The water is coming down from the atmosphere to grow the Green Lantern played by Ryan Reynolds in the DC Cinematic Universe once more. Things are going to get dark as in Darkseid battling the Green Lantern Corps at the beginning of the movie and then I believe the fight will move down to Earth. Justice League 2 will be a team up between the Green Lantern Corps, the Justice League battling Darkseid and his army of handsome, handsome aliens.
2: (laughs) And what... uh... I, I just have to follow up here. What sure. is Darkseid's agenda here? Is it uh, the the tease of the whole anti life equation that we got in the nightmare sequence? Uh, is he just trying to pick up in the Mother Box quest that Steppenwolf was doing? What what's his uh, end game? Well,
1: I believe that we will have to follow the linear pattern of picking up on Steppenwolf's failed quest, and he'll be he'll be okay. pursuing that goal just because it has to tie in. Listen, my idea is. Bulletproof and fantastic, but it does need to follow <laughs> some logic. So with that, I will concede that we will unfortunately have to remember that Steppenwolf was a character in these movies and uh, and was trying to accomplish a task, which he failed at, and and we failed him. We failed him. We, we yeah. failed we failed the actors, Syrian Hines, we failed. Every, everyone failed each other. There, there's no one to really blame except for to look in the mirror and blame yourself, because we all failed. Him. <laughs>
2: Uh Tommy, I love the Green Lantern core. I am death like I am bummed that Jeff Johns thing seems to have stalled out at the moment. Yeah. Uh and I wish that like the 2011 Ryan Reynolds. Would- you know what I come to think in in your version, in your headcanon, Tommy, Ryan Reynolds when he plays a failed version of a superhero is always given a second chance That's to right. redeem it <laughs> in some later. Is there franchise. is there
1: any person on earth, is there any actor that has the juice to get himself back in as a character that was so maligned and such a failure like we will forgive ryan reynolds for anything and what if he got hugh jackman to play another member of the green lantern corps what if he jacked the jackman huh from the x-men movies and we get him in the Uh, green lantern
2: corps tommy i love your enthusiasm so i'm going to give you a green sparkle buck Thank you. Uh, But it'll just be one because you're kind of giving some part two of a Rogue Theory episode energy to a part one. (laughs) I apologize. I apologize. I still get one because there's a lot in your theory that I really love and I would love to see.
1: I fully accept uh, and that Sparkle Buck has turned into the Adventures of Pinocchio VHS starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Martin Landau. This is a hologram cover. Uh, so as you can see Martin oh, Landau begins to disappear ooh. Then he's JTT Then he's a puppet Gorgeous JTT Puppet As you can see Transformations much like uh, these films are beginning to transform
2: Why does Martin Landau He plays Geppetto Why is yeah. he turning into the boy uh, <laughs> It's just I, holograms for no reason
1: I don't know I think that the I'm going to guess uh, as is the answer to most Why did things happen in Hollywood Cocaine uh, the, the artist designing the cover stayed up for seventy two hours and in the end he concluded that it was a father son holy spirit dynamic between puppet boy and father and uh, that's how we got that's how we got this on holy trinity right here.
2: Um, for for that wonderful explanation of the hologram technology on the Pinocchio live action, you get a second bonus oh, trophy for that. That's incredible. And it's like, a, put it's on the spot and you delivered. It's,
1: it's a non-holographic uh, VHS of the Goonies. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Wow. A deliciously dizzy adventure with cloud, crowd-pleasing fun, says Kathleen <laughs> Carroll of the New York Daily News. We, uh, we
2: know Goonies. Yes, we know the Goonies. <laughs> we know what Goonies is. You don't have to sell us on Goonies. Listen,
1: guys, I don't want to list some of the star power, but have you heard of Thanos? Because Josh Brolin is in this movie. Have you heard of Samwise Gamgee? Sean Astin is in the movie. Have you been represented by an entertainment lawyer that you said, "Geez, that looks like Chunk all grown up." He's in the movie, <laughs> and he practices entertainment law in Hollywood. Oh wow.
2: That is so wonderful to learn. Uh, he he had it best, I think, of all of them. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, Zach, it is your turn. Show us what you got.
3: Um, okay, so uh, basically, his original vision was for Justice League to un- unfold a lot like with the second and third one being a lot like Infinity War and Endgame. Basically, the second Justice League movie ends with like Dark Dark Side winning destroying the world, right? Getting like to the nightmare situation like Sam proposed, right? And then in the third one through some time travel and traveling to and from apocalypse and new genesis and all this kind of um interplanetary boom tubing, right? They they're able to um, do their big end game fight. And I think something along those lines will still happen. I think the whatever the version of Justice League 2 is, it will involve like them losing. And I think like it was part of the problem with the first Justice League movie, why people were dissatisfied, and maybe part of the reason we want the just the uh, Snyder cut, is because like it ended like in a very traditional way, where like. The good guys teamed up to beat the bad guy and he's dead forever and here we go right and it didn't feel like oh we're setting up i can't wait to come back for future movies if anything it's like oh i can't wait to maybe see this aquaman movie because jason momoa seems pretty fun or whatever Mm -hmm. and so i think like that's what we need we need our empire strikes back we need our infinity war right we need to see a villain that is capable, not only of being a threat to all these heroes, but like is better than them, right? They're gonna need to improve, to recruit more, to do whatever to overcome this bad force of Darkseid, right? Who is like the DC, the DC universe is Thanos in every way, right? Like Thanos was pretty much a ripoff of Darkseid, right? Yeah. Um, and like, and, and because he's coming after Thanos, they have to figure out a way to make him better. Right? Because, like, nobody's going to put up with a pale imitation of Thanos, right? It's just a little less purple. Um, It's like they have to make him harder, tougher, bigger, badder. So I think he needs to win. And, like, really in kind of the original proposed plan, which I think works really well for this, like he does and he wins in a way that's even worse than the way Thanos won, right? He wins by like just wiping out Earth, not taking off half the people so they can go to support groups and like admire the new whales in Manhattan Harbor or whatever, right? Like he wins, the Earth is destroyed. Like everything's a desert. Uh, Batman has to wear khaki trench coats. Like it's bad. It's a really dark reality, right? Sounds like everybody wins. Yeah. Fans of Banana Republic truly win. Um, uh, But uh, so I think that's, that's where we're going. And now, again, that was his original vision. I think the way things will be shifted is because Justice League, I think now a second Justice League needs to come after, we know it's coming after Wonder Woman 1984 and the second Aquaman, definitely. And it'll be after the Batman, right? Which I don't think will intersect with this uh with the jl timeline here but i think like we need a green lantern core movie first we need maybe a cyborg spin-off movie right maybe even something like a third wonder woman movie something like that like we need where maybe we get introduced to some more tertiary characters the reason Endgame works so great is because man when those portals open up and you recognize like 50 faces right and like Mm -hmm. that's so great and like none of those faces were new to Endgame, right they'd all come from like a bunch of movies i think like that was a tough part about justice league 2 it's like first time we're meeting flash really first time we're meeting cyborg like we hadn't spent a lot of time with batfleck right like there's still like a lot to be introduced in that movie so like we need to do a lot more introducing so that it can pay off in justice league 2 still i want to see like a much bigger Justice League team still get defeated by Darkseid, knowing that they're gonna have to regroup for whatever that third movie is. So that's that's my pitch for it. Darkseid wins earth destroyed but like the team grows the team gets like more of a character arc we get to get a lot more background information which some of that has been hinted we will get in the snyder cut right a lot more cyborg backstory a little bit more flash backstory we need to flesh out these characters so that it just dis- devastates us when they lose
2: yeah um, yeah, I like that idea, Zach. I'm going to award you one roguey, uh because I, I do completely agree structurally with what this story would have to be. We would need a really, really dark story to follow. So I'm awarding you one. Um, and uh, the reason it's not more is, I, is I'm like, Marvel handled the big battlefield, you know? Like, Endgame gave me everything I needed. I want to see exactly how DC makes Darkseid different from Thanos. I want to, like, already we're getting a sense of, like, there's a post-apocalyptic wasteland with a big Omega symbol in the dunes, and, like, I want to see what led to that, and I don't know if I need an on-your-left moment, you know? Mm. Like, maybe there is a version of that that could work, but I feel like too many haters would just say, like, oh, Endgame did it, you know? Mm. There's something there, but you are totally onto something that Darkseid has the potential to be so much darker even than Thanos Mm. uh, and, and could be an even more gripping villain that we're truly afraid of as to, as opposed to like this weird holy man uh, that we kind of follow in his quest to sacrifice his daughter, I don't know. Mm. Um, But I, I love that idea and I've loved all these ideas, I want to hear them back in a tweet.
3: Okay, first off, I didn't get to accept my sparkle bug. Oh,
2: yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Eric Voss, how
3: dare you? I mean, it's bad enough you shortchange me in payout, but then you also
2: don't give me the, the chance to reveal. Wow. wow. <laughs> and It is,
3: it is a, 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 a screener version of Logan. Okay. Oh. Uh, somebody's fiance was in SAG in 2016.
2: Oh. Oh. Right. And paid her dues. Paid her dues yeah. on time. Uh, all right, give him back to me in a tweet.
1: Uh, okay, I'll go. And I'm, I am hate to dis, uh, disappoint my fans, but I'm going to skew away from the rhyming scheme. Uh, and it's going to be my plans. Uh, and then it's going to be a beautiful new Green Lantern core cast of hot, young, diverse actors. And then it's going to say 2020. And it's going to be Ryan Reynolds in that terrible CGI Hell Jordan suit. <laughs> 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 because... Green Lantern Corps movie, I believe, was supposed to come out June sixth, twenty twenty, in the original yeah. release. Oh, date. Oh, yeah! So it we'd was. have, you know, yeah. we'd have a gorgeous like Zendaya, Green Lantern Corps, uh, <laughs> Anna De Armas in the Green Lantern Corps, a, a
3: Cole Sprouse, a Cole, Sprouse a Cole Sprouse, Green, Lantern. a Harry Styles, Green Lantern.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Green Lantern Corps, but instead we're getting uh, the guy from Waiting in his CGI Green Lantern painted on <laughs> Green Lantern costume. And that's what twenty twenty is to me.
2: That What a tweet. What? <laughs> All right, who's next?
0: Ooh, I'll go Flash uh, Pattinson. It's easy peasy. Uh-huh. Uh, but then have the gif of the Flash and Superman racing, but edit it so Robert Pattinson's face from Twilight's, like, the vampires looking over at Barry, <laughs> yeah. while Barry's kind of edited to look over at them, and they're kind of giving each other little best friend eyes. <laughs> I think that people would really like that. Uh, okay, and mine is... I
3: will uh, pick up the gauntlet that Tommy dropped on his way to his tweet, and uh, um, Justice League Two: The Snyder Cut is your friend.
2: Did you like Infinity War?
3: Let's do it again.
2: <laughs> oh! Yeah. And for getting the rhyme in there, Zach, it's another sparkle. Hey. Oh.
1: I fully right. endorse well, that-, that. God, I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That turned into a screener of uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's *Phantom Thread*. Uh, again, another great movie from that same year. What was what was his
1: name? Uh, something Woodcock. What was the, yeah. his name in that oh movie? Oh my God, Bernard Woodcock or something. The... Yeah, someone will let us know in the comments, and I'm sure they won't comment about my physical appearance while doing so.
2: Anyway, let us know. Anyway. Well, if you're concerned about your physical appearance, whether it's on your face or under your pants, we want to help you out with our sponsor today's episode, Manscaped! Yes! Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. These guys spent 18 months designing the Lawnmower 3.0 point oh it's the greatest ball hair trimmer the world has ever seen or the world will never see because those pubes are staying nice and tucked in your shorts during wow. the, yeah. the sun's out uh, pun's out right I, I thought in a, my mind
1: you thought that it just tucked the pubes instead of shaving them <laughs> it just gently uh, folds your
2: pubes at a 90 degree angle at the base
1: that's
2: it right. slicks well, them back uh, it's, it's uh, a pube shaved is a pube tucked right? uh <laughs> This thing is waterproof, it has a 90 minute battery, so if it takes you 90 minutes to shave
1: That's just half time, baby. <laughs> you
3: thing, can shave
2: you and your friend's balls. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't even need the to do it during the daylight, because guys, it's got an LED light so Ooh, you can see what you're doing wow. down there. Right? It's, you know, you're like, if you're a coal miner, and if you're trapped in, in, the, in the coal mine, Good thing you got your pube trimmer with you because Manscaped's got you covered. Manscaping accents are a thing of the past thanks to Manscaped's patented skin-safe technology. Uh, We've also got quiet stroke tech on there. 7,000 RPM trimmer motor. 7,000 of something is going in to keeping your nuts nice and shaved. That's exciting. Uh, get 20% off your order and free shipping with the code Theory at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code Theory. make sure to spell Rogue correctly, R-O-G-U-E. Not Rouge. That's Don't a- ruin <laughs> your
1: Labor Day picnics with too much pubic hair this year, guys. You're obligated <laughs> to shave. Your uncles also, and aunts know. You watch
2: her videos three months earlier than you're currently watching them. Yeah, <laughs> Labor Day. <laughs> I'm just
1: trying to keep people safe. That's hey, right. We He's appreciate planning it.
3: for the whole summer. The yeah. whole
1: yeah. summer. Yeah. I get a lot of repeat uh, views on the ones that I'm in. People watch them over <laughs> you and over you do. again. <laughs>
2: you do. All right, folks. Every week we play a game of Rogue Theory with our patrons on New Rockstars Discord. This week we had a few patrons pitch their plot ideas for Christopher Nolan's Tenet film based on the latest trailer that I broke down earlier this week be sure to check that out I think I think I figured it out I I still don't fully understand physics anyway there's a lot of uh, great ideas that were pitched There was a great theory from every rose every rose uh, with a totally insane theory Uh, they pitched that John David Washington's character was gonna have to reset the Big Bang to make sure the universe doesn't uh, become pure chaos we love that idea but the winner was our man Danny X with his uh, pretty plausible thought that actually included Robert Pattinson's character being a mole in the Tenet organization. And John David Washington's character has to sacrifice himself by jumping into another timeline to stop like another world war. Uh, It it seemed to like, oh, this actually makes sense. And uh, any theory that you pitch on Tenet, it's going to be a rogue theory because that movie seems to be like the roguest crazy wild ride I've ever seen. What do you guys think of this?
1: I love it. I'm so confused by it. I can't wait to see it. I don't know what it's about. I won't understand when I watch it. I won't understand 10 years later after watching you break it down. I won't ever understand the movie and I will be there opening night and I will be there again three more times and I will keep rewinding time and still won't understand it.
3: I'm excited for Tenet in the same way, like with Inception and Interstellar, Uh, Christopher Nolan does a great job of like creating insane whatever technologies or or methods or whatever, but then like using them to tell like a good story that like tugs at the heartstrings. And I think like, I think he's going to be able to do that with Tenet too.
2: Absolutely. Um, anyone watching, you can play too, and have your theory read on an episode of Rogue Theory, just like these guys have, by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash new rockstars, and you can join our Discord. It's a great way to help keep this channel alive during these difficult times, because you know we're all shooting stuff from home. It, it, it ain't easy, but we're getting through it, thanks to, our, to the help from our friends uh, in our Patreon community. Um, all right, let's move on to our next topic, guys. So Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder had become the central figures to the whole Snyder Cut debate. And in the general comic book movie world after this whole thing went down, each of them have respectively shaped the MCU and the DCEU. Uh, Now, Joss Whedon stepped in to finish Justice League after Snyder had to leave it due to a family tragedy. But I wanna pose a thought exercise to you guys. What if the roles were reversed and Zack Snyder had taken over Avengers from Joss Whedon in 2011, 2012? How would the Avengers and all of the MCU have turned out differently with Zack Snyder behind the wheel? Pitch me your theories. This I love this thought exercise, Eric,
3: and at first it sounds like, oh, there's no way this would have been a good idea, right, especially maybe if you're not the biggest fan of what Zack Snyder has done with the DCEU. But I'm going to propose that maybe it could have turned out good, so like, in the MCU, Right, the events of Avengers 1 have had like giant rippling waves throughout like all of the properties, right? Mm-hmm. Especially like you watch any of the Netflix series, right? Like all those characters were so impacted by like the New York uh, event, right? Like the fight in that first battle that kind of had a 9-11-esque impact on the city, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think, boy, you know who loves 9-11-esque? Zack snyder yes. <laughs> uh batman vs superman starts with like oh, the yeah. most 9-11 sequence ever right that was a great and, sequence yes it was what? and it was heavy and it's like you know a little triggering maybe but like you know well depicted and, and like created this like emotional resonance for the rest of that movie so i think that's what he would have done like marvel ended up kind of like Retconning, insinuating this, anyways. During Avengers, if you've rewatched it recently, like, you don't see a lot of civilian casualties. There's the one waitress, she survives, right? Like there's buildings getting blown up and windows getting smashed, but there's not a lot of blood, not a lot of dead bodies, not a lot of like crying motherless children or something like that. Right. Snyder would have done all of that, okay? So yeah. then when, you know, a year later you watch Jessica Jones season one, or, you know, um, when civil war hits and like these characters are starting to get weighed down by like the implications of what they've done, right? Like it would feel that much more important. So I think, like, it's a grittier, it's a bloodier Avengers 1. Like, you know, not that much similar plot. Uh, I do think instead of eating shawarma at the end, they do a CrossFit workout, probably. (laughs) 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 Knowing knowing Zack Snyder and his preferences, but...
2: (laughs) Um, Um... yeah. yeah, Zach, I totally I totally agree, you know? And we've been doing our MCU rewatch, and one thing that it, I just can't wrap my mind around is in Civil War, in that opening scene with Secretary Ross, he's like, here are the casualties of all the things you guys have done. New York, the Triskelion of DC, Sokovia. It's a total of 300 casualties. It's not even... <laughs> (laughs) total deaths it's just casualties It's like injuries and that's insane to me and then Tony Stark's all upset about it because like uh, you know Miriam's like you killed my son and then like five seconds later he's recruiting a 15 year old Mm. to go fight the strongest (laughs) people on earth Mm. so I agree I think Zack Snyder would would appreciate the, uh, the impact, the personal impact, like he would have given us that moment of, uh, of when Ben Affleck hugged that kid and he's like, where's your mom? And she points up to like the wreckage. That was like heartbreaking and he would have brought that heartbreak. To, that what I think was really missing from the MCU during that era. So for that, I will award you to Rogi SparkleBug. Oh, and th-
3: that has become uh, this screener of The Martian oh. and um, uh, this screener of Wonder Woman. Oh. I think all released maybe the same year. Apropos,
1: okay. apropos. Yes. Love it. All right, I'll who's next? Go I'll go next. Uh, <laughs> and this theory is to be taken with grave seriousness. Uh, There was nothing humorous about the theory I'm about to say. It is simply the way that it would have played out in this alternate reality. No need to comment. No need to add me. As we know, in Avengers, one of the early moments of the film is Loki touching the staff to Hawkeye's heart, taking over his mind and causing him to do bad things for two-thirds of the movie. I believe that the Snyder influence comes in at the beginning of the last third when Hawkeye has a Tony Stark Iron man suit off of him, dead to rights with an arrow, when Tony Stark mentions the name Howard. Cut to Hawkeye. How do you know that name? <laughs> ha- Howard was my father. What is Hawkeye's father's name? Howard in this iteration. I didn't do the five (laughs) seconds of research to see if that's true or not. That brings him back from the mind control, puts him back on the side of the Avengers, and bonds two characters that, beyond that, really had nothing in common, or really any chemistry or interactions that were, you know, super noteworthy in any of the subsequent films. In Captain America Civil War, we no longer see them against each other. They can't bring themselves to fight against each other. Hawkeye has to join Team Iron Man. We see the unity there. At the end, Hawkeye, distraught over the death of Natasha, is comforted by his pseudo-brother iron man tony stark only to lose him tragically to thanos i believe what i'm calling now the howard connection will be the crux of the snyder marvel cinematic universe i will yield the rest of my time to the congressman
2: from missouri (laughs) (laughs) i can never hold political office in missouri i I can't say the state's name right e or uh i I
1: always just say it like i'm apologizing missouri (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> Misery! Misery! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tommy, that's bonkers. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but I do love it. And you know what? We did kind of get a, a bit of a mommy issues moment in Civil War, right? Was yeah. that, Remember that was a fun two-month period from like March to May of 2016 where we had our, our two big movie franchises had uh, these issues, these two big front men fighting each other and in the that break into the third act it was both over like their moms mm-hmm. like being injured yeah. or threatened dead moms yeah. yeah dead moms what a fun time uh so Tommy, <laughs> thank you for taking us back to that and for giving hawkeye some because uh, i think you are right Ooh. on something that i think Zack snyder would recognize that jeremy renner hawkeye Definitely needs some... Uh,
1: needs a little bit of protein on. added. And may I mention that, mention that in this universe, the Jeremy Renner app has now exploded. It is the marquee <laughs> social media app. We are all on Renner. We're checking Renner. I got in a fight with my Republican uncle on Renner yesterday. I met up with my old girlfriend. She messaged me on Renner. We're getting coffee next week. I don't know. I feel like the My identity this... was
0: stolen on Renner. Yeah,
1: just... <laughs> I lost everything to I'm a Nigerian <laughs> I'm playing Farmville Ma- on Renner. I'm playing mafia saga on renner i'm up on renner all night just scrolling through bikini photos of exes i don't know Nothing i've ever done that on any other social media i award myself no rogies
2: uh but i'll award you one purple hawkeye uh yeah, that's great here, and there. oh
1: my god it's a vhs copy of free willy how far would you go for a friend kind of an ominous title uh
2: <laughs> all right sam bring us home with your theory let me land the plane here gang Go You've got to land this bird. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh,
0: so I think it's fair to say that when Snyder went to the DCU, the directive after the Dark Knight was to adapt the darker, popular stories over at DC Comics, like your Injustice, your Kingdom Come, your Dark Knight Returns, what have you. And for the MCU, the original pitch was adapting the ultimate marvel universe that was a taking the marvel characters the staples the avengers spider-man x-men and moving them to a more modern era and retelling their origins so that it fit you know what we know today what we know and love about today's political climate any so i think <laughs> we're going to go ahead and build off that And we're going to have the ultimate characters from the comics be just true to form. And that means everyone's going to be an a-hole just through and through. Everyone's going to be a jerk. We're talking about uh, Captain America being a man out of time in the bad way where he's saying things that aren't. Uh, really politically correct, if I can say it that way. I guess it, it's worse than that, though. I know he had some not-so-great interactions with people uh, from different races, to put it lightly, in the comics. But also, I would want to see him say the infamous line uh, when he was fighting the Chitari in the comics. He... <laughs> he points to the a on his head and he says do you think this a stands for france and that's the kind of <laughs> cap i want to see i can't believe we didn't even see that in the movies at all but also like talking about the other characters iron man being more of a dick as well as uh thor actually pulling like a superman and ending loki right there in avengers like he already got passed in thor one and you're saying you took him back to put him in prison in basically a studio apartment and after the events of avengers like they killed he killed Or is responsible for the death of like at least a couple thousand, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in that city. I think it'd be fair if you saw Thor do a little with Loki, or we'll finally maybe see him use the hammer and smash someone's face in. But also, it could have been worth adapting. From the original Ultimate Comics, the first uh, big inciting incident that brings all the Mm -hmm. Avengers together is the Hulk going on a rampage. And the Hulk in this is like a monster. He's not just a big Hulk and scary green dude. He's a big gray... Uh, culmination of all the bad parts of Bruce Banner's personality, like he even like is killing guys or threatening to kill guys that look at his girlfriend wrong. So I, I think that's the kind of stuff we would get from Snyder in a cut like this. And now taking that all together, I think we get all those cherries, all those little nuggets of goodness from the Ultimate Comics thrown on the big screen. And we'd
2: all be a little bummed out, being completely honest. But you know what? We'd still be hard as rock Sam, because <laughs> what you just pitched. Was you know what that I the visual was would, getting? Do you guys see like those guys at corridor crew? Like, a made the Civil War opening actually as realistically bloody as it probably would be. It looked awesome. That's what I imagine, like, a Zack Snyder Avengers would be. We would see real blood. There would be heads rolling. People yeah. would actually stay dead, which mm. is something that, like, tends to not happen in the MCU. It's rare that you have a character die and stay dead. I mean, we'll see what happens in Phase 4, but I have a feeling we're going to see Tony Stark pop up again yes. in cameos. Yeah. So, Sam, for uh, your pitch, I will award you a uh, red and a blue for, not for the French flag, but for the American flag. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Even the people in France see movies too, and that's, uh, that's probably why they didn't do it. Could be uh, for the Puerto Rican yeah. flag, the, yeah. there's a lot of Colombian flag.
3: Yeah, the UK
0: flag,
1: yeah, there's a lot. Well,
0: this time it looks like it turned into a JBL a little portable speaker that ah, so you can charge your phone with. You can ooh, take it to the beach. That's well, they're cool, open, eh?
1: baby. I was there all last week, every day, hugging, <laughs> licking, kissing, volleyball spiking. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm in Rochester, New York, where it's currently snowing. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Oh, and the second one turned into the
0: hit uh, Skybound games uh, card game, Red Flags, that help you find Ooh. the perfect date of your dream by making up bad dates for your friends. <laughs>
2: I'll have to check that one out. All right, let's uh, give these back to me in a tweet, please. Okay,
3: uh, um, Avengers One. Uh, Zack Snyder is your friend. Like 9/11, let's do it again. <laughs> Stick into the game of the uh, yeah, first
1: round. Yeah.
3: Same tweet.
2: repost
1: uh okay somebody fix the avengers you cowards make it all about hawkeye tony stark and their father howards
0: uh you could do hashtag make america france again but you use the image of cap with the A on his head with like really bloodshot eyes um, but you cap it off with hashtag release the weed and cuffs. that's how you bring it full circle oh yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, oh Sam yeah, yeah. you get a special Rogi bonus Rogi for that one for reminding was- us no matter what reality we're living in, there are people who want to see the behind that the turning scenes. That turned into Shakespearean
0: insult bandages, so if you want Uh-oh. to cover yourself in jokes that I wouldn't get, you can go ahead and use these. You can
2: hit me up
1: for that.
2: <laughs> okay, and we have now come the time. Um, we have now come the time? What yeah. does that mean? Uh, we have now arrived at our final round of Rogue Questions. Yeah. Are we ready? Yes, yes. yes sir. All right, question one. Last week was the 40th anniversary of Pac-Man. What's a good way to celebrate Pac-Man besides playing it? Okay,
1: uh, this is easy. This is what I always do every year on Pac-Man's birthday. Uh, I go to a graveyard. I put a bunch of fruit around the tombstones, and then I scare a bunch of ghosts into getting up, angering them, so they chase me around while I pick up the fruit and eat it.
0: (laughs) Well, normally I would make a maze, like a Halloween maze, and you you, uh, get my nephews to kind of run through it, but you'd have uh, people dressed up as ghosts, a.k.a. other things that really frighten my nephews, and they need to run through it fast, as fast as they possibly can, or their their fears brought to life will get them. (laughs) I'm a good uncle. Those are both
3: super appropriate, but how I choose to celebrate it, I mean... First off, I'm going to eat some bananas, gain some points. Mm -hmm. And then I I take a full-size photo of myself. I plaster it on the wall. I just add a bow on the top of my head, and then I make love to that photo.
1: (laughs) Well, wait a second. I just realized something. Pac-Man's turning 40. Then what he's going to do to celebrate is divorce Miss Pac-Man, because it's Midlife Crisis time, baby. It's over.
2: (laughs) And like many 40-year-old divorcees, they're going to be uh, flat earthers, I think, right? That's, that's right, the, That's the right of passage. <laughs> you start looking at a couple YouTube rabbit holes and then Slatter- I mean, going to conventions well, in
3: I feel like the nature of that game, the fact that you can go out one side and come in the other,
2: kind of disproves the flat earth theory. Oh, that's right. It was not that's right. It was an ice wall <laughs> portal. That uh, teleports you yeah. through the power of Christ. It all goes through the
1: Denver airport where the gateway to hell exists.
2: Uh, That's right. Amen. That's right. I see that mural. That mural's fucking creepy, man. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Zach, you're getting the uh, the bonus one.
3: Uh, oh, look, that... it's uh, um, 20th Century Women, a delightful family uh, yeah. indie film from. Okay. Uh, you just mailed
2: your own. <laughs> okay all right question two guardians of the galaxy star chris pratt posted an insta story this week about how he accidentally deleted 38,000 unread emails in his inbox what email had you sent chris pratt that he never responded to i'm, I'm still waiting on my request to be venmo friends with him
0: <laughs> damn it was that yours no mine was gonna be the opposite it was going to be if i was asking him to how to turn from star lord back into andy dwyer yours is better i (laughs) gonna delete the one i wrote sorry
1: (laughs) no 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 mine mine just says hey chris pratt do you want to increase the size of your manhood by up to 50 to 75 (laughs) percent well these pills are going to take you over the next level baby join my supplement routine (laughs)
2: <laughs> but right, first cub- do that with with manscaped because yeah. size is in the eye of the pubis yeah hey,
3: the, the smaller the bush is the bigger the tree right that's true <laughs> <laughs> i love that uh, all right uh,
2: and finally third question paul Shear did an interview this week where he mentioned a lucasfilm sanctioned after darth a comedic talk show that he hosted playing Darth Vader as a talk show host. In the spirit of that show that we will never see, can you do your best Darth Vader talk show bit for me?
3: Okay. My, mine's bad. Mine's bad and I'm bad at voices, so this will be really bad. I'll, I'll set you guys <laughs> up to, to improve off of what I do. So it'll be something like, um, uh, uh, what's the deal with Jawas, huh? Uh, so energetically, you think the Jawas are on Java? <laughs> so this is a monologue. This is a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a Craig Ferguson-esque, yes. non-topical yeah. monologue. You yeah. need yeah. the puppets. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so
0: this is going to be the promo before it airs. So it's uh, after Darth, right? It's after Darth? Uh, tonight on After Darth, uh, Darth Vader is going to be throwing some stuff off a ledge. Spin a little bit, sorry. It's like Letterman. <laughs> and then we get to cut to Darth Vader just throwing all of his lieutenants off the building using <laughs> the Force toes. Dro- <laughs> you see droids going over. You see aliens going over. Maybe you see yeah. Greedo going over, or like Luke
2: Skywalker. You know, the That's famous yeah. ones. Uh, New Yorker's uh, just stepping in uh, Admiral uh, Moody. like, Hey, <laughs> take this to the curb. Come <laughs> on. Yeah. All right, Tommy. <laughs>
1: okay, all right. Cool. Arms, legs, their virginity to Han Solo. <laughs> what are things lost by the Skywalkers in the Star Wars saga? <laughs>
2: you had a prop how did you put that prop together just now when i just told you what this question was? i
1: have been praying for a johnny carson Karnak uh bit on this show for years you I had
2: this ready to go i,
1: I sealed this envelope in 1994 wow well, he is in that... his childhood bedroom that might have yeah. been there
2: that's true that, for that level of foresight, Tommy, I award you a Rogi. No yes. way.
1: That's crazy. And it is uh, the DVHS of Free Willy 2, The Adventure Home. Uh, a wonderful action-packed adventure, says uh, Neil Rosen, New York 1 News. Uh, and then another psychopath has the balls to say this is smarter and more endearing than the original, The Ideal Family Movie. Uh, that was said by... Karen James, may she rest in hell, of the New York Times.
2: <laughs> all right, uh, let's uh, view our final scores. Yeah, I got five. Five for Sam. I think I, I also have five.
1: five. And I have thirty-nine. Uh, no, I, I, have, <laughs> I, have, I have four.
2: She'll <laughs> sure, totally be shocked to hear I'm I've, I've coming last again. <laughs> um, all right, so we have a tie with Zach and Sam. Uh, so our tiebreaker this week will be, what will be the slogan for Justice League 2, directed by Zack Snyder?
3: Okay, here's here's my, because wasn't it, wasn't the first one, was it Unite the the Unite League? Unite the
2: Seven or something? Unite yeah.
3: the Seven, right? And so I think this is going to be, um, here's your hashtag.
2: <laughs> just nothing. Just this but there's no, there's your no hashtag. hashtag. Yeah. It's just the
3: hashtag saying, is a here's a your six hashtag. pack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The slogan would be, we did it, and the, uh, the poster will be just like Zack Snyder with a thumbs up, surrounded by all his buddies. The buddies, of course, are Batfleck. Nice. Yep. You got uh, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Cyborg. Those the yes. uh, I'm going to have
2: to give that win to off-screen producer Zack Huddleston. Oh, whoa. Uh, Alright, Zach. you are the winner of today's episode. What is your that, wish?
3: That, by the way, that oh. did become a screener of Split. <laughs> Jim's McAvoy at his most physical.
2: Okay. Um,
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay, what, what, what's my wish? Oh, I just want to hear everybody's Martha in their weird filtered uh, Batfleck voice. Oh, okay. Is so the name? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is that, that name? Martha!
2: <laughs> I feel pretty good about that.
0: Felt pretty good.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, every time I, I pick you up just once, I want to knock on that door and hear that you didn't say that name and think, ah, oh, maybe you made it out to the West Coast. Martha. <laughs>
0: yep. oh, that was very good. That was good. It was solid. <coughs> it
2: was inspired, but... Martha! (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wish granted. Uh, All right. Well, that's it for this episode of Rogue Theory. Thank you to our guests, uh, Tommy Bechtold, Sam Basher, and off-screen producer Zach Huddleston. Don't forget to subscribe to the Rogue Theory podcast feed and stay tuned to the YouTube channel for this and other shows. Follow us on Twitter at NewRockStars. Follow me at Voss. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.